and welcome to the Royal Rooters Podcast, your hub for your nine-time World Series champion, Boston Red Sox, your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots, your 17-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics, your six-time Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins, and your 11-time national champions in football, the Notre Dame Fight Nighters. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea, and uh, we got in the background right here on the TV, um, Miss Wright State versus Mississippi State. As some of you might not know, or some of you might not care, but but still, I care. I care because I'm a fan. Um, college baseball, for at least D1, has basically returned. There are some um, divisions that started earlier, like in January and stuff like that, but and some that haven't really started yet. But still, I mean, baseball is kind of coming back, at least for college. College is coming back. So right now, I'm watching Wright State versus uh, Mississippi State. It's on mute, so yeah, so we won't like get like a uh, copyright infringement and stuff like that. So anyway, yeah. Um. So yeah. So yeah. So anyway, so let's get into some news. Bruins news. Let's start off with the Bruins. So they played three games this week, or let's see if last time we talked. Last time we talked was. Excuse me. Yeah, last time we talked was Saturday night. So yeah, so all right. So they played the Detroit Wet Red Wings on a Sunday morning or afternoon, and lost that game three to one. Yeah. So Pernelli had a goal for the um, Red Wings, and then uh, the only goal the Bruins did get was uh, from Tory Krug in the third period. We should have had a goal in uh, either the either one of the first two periods, but so apparently their coach decided that they had like, um, we committed a penalty. So they, they took the goal away. So yeah, that stunk. Yeah. So yeah. So, and after that, it was just from a guy cannot pronounce his name. Ugh, that's just weird. F um, Nahazu. Nahazu. Yeah. And he basically won the game for the Red Wings because at the time I like, took the lead and then they won it three to one. I hated their coach. Their coach looks like a dweeb. Yeah. All right, and then on Wednesday, they had a rivalry game against the Canadians, who were in desperation mode, as we should say, in desperation mode, like to the point where, like, if they could be a dangerous team, they want to get into the postseason. Poshnok got a goal and uh, his league-leading goal, or at least tied. Yeah, so Poshnok got a goal, and then – in the second period, he got a goal, two more, and then Suzuki of the Canadians got a goal to make it two to one. Then Pasenak with the hat trick scored, and then with forty one goals, and then yeah for the hat trick. Yeah, so he was the only uh, person to score a hat trick in literally sixty something years, and that was uh, Gordy Howe against Canadians. Yeah, so that as I said, like the hat trick goal against Canadians. Then Bergeron had a goal that basically just uh, win at the go-ahead goal, and that was it. Bruins win. Bounce-back game, dirty water. Awesome. Against uh, against their arch-rival, the Canadians. So good. And then today, they played the Red Wings again at home this time. And it looked like they were going to fall for it again as a helm of the Red Wings score to take the lead. one nothing in the first period. And then the second period, the floodgates started to open. Charlie McAvoy got a goal. Bergeron got a goal. Charlie Coyle got a goal. And then in the third period, Pasternak got a goal the go, with the goal-ahead goal. And then, yeah, that was at 42. And then Bruins win, avenging the Sunday night or Sunday mor- morning game against the Red Wings, 4-1. to one. Dirty war before they hit the road starting tomorrow against the New York Rangers. So awesome. So Bruins news. So it seems that they signed Jeremy Liaison to a two-ray contract extension. So awesome. Yeah. So 22. Yeah, so yeah, he debuted for us. Uh, so he's basically for out of province. So this is one of our rookie guys. 
and he debuted this year against the New Jersey Devils on New Year's Eve. So awesome. So good. So, yeah. So, yeah, he's been, yeah, so four seasons win minor league and stuff like that. So awesome. Yeah. So good lock him up. Yeah, especially if we're going to get young and stuff like that and take over guys like – or take have them take over the spots of like uh, Marjan, Bergeron, uh, Chara, and uh, um, David Krejci, who is out. They're already expecting like maybe they're going to possibly trade him. Trade deadline is uh, Monday, February the 24th. So, yeah, they're already thinking of trades to uh, come up with and stuff like that. How already gotten names, but – the Bruins are expected to be buyers this uh, trade deadline. They're supposed to be buyers. So you could see some trades going on and a whole different Bruins team come February the 24th. Yeah. Awesome. Hmm. All right. So next up, we got the Celtics. Celtics news. Here we are. All right, so Sunday, they played the Oklahoma City Thunder in Oklahoma City. And pretty a back-and-forth kind of game. They did take the lead, but then almost kind of gave it up. But thankfully, uh, Marcus Smart steal with, like, seconds left in the game. They see basically gave the Celtics a, like, escape route out of the out of uh, Chesapeake, Chesapeake Bay Energy Arena. And with a dub against the Thunder, 112 to 111. Awesome. Then on Tuesday, they played the Thunder, or not the Thunder, the Rockets in Houston. And there wasn't really a lot of effort for most of the game. But they did try to come back. They It almost looked like they were going to pull the rabbit out of the ass again. But they didn't guard up on uh, James Harden, and they lost the game 116 to 107, ending the seven-game one streak. Oops. And then Thursday night was a game of epic proportions. And they took care of business in double overtime thanks to a performance by Jason Tatum and a defensive performance by Gordon Hayward to beat the LA Clippers at home in front of the garden from our garden fans um, in double overtime, 141 to 133. And ending or uh, ending the first half of the season before all-star break for the Celtics. So awesome bounce back win. Awesome bounce back win. So good. So, yeah. So other news. So it looks like uh, Kevin Garnett, uh, my favorite player growing up. It, they announced it on Thursday night during the first quarter or second start of the first, second period or not sec, or second quarter that – Either during one of the games next season, they're planning on retiring Kevin Garnett's number five jersey number, and it's heading to the Raptors. So never again, if you don't know why I'm talking about retired numbers, never again will this number be worn by anybody in the Celtics organization. Nobody will wear it, at least on the team. Yeah, so good. There was debate on how, like, whether we should retire his number or not. Maybe because, yes, he is a Hall of Famer and he does, um, did help out a lot. He's like, he contributed a lot in with the Celtics while he was here, but they were six seasons. Although, but still, this is great. My favorite player's jersey number is never going to be worn ever again. That's awesome. I did say on the TO Boston Celtics show that um, election. 
for the Hall of Fame was Friday night, but it's just naming finalists. Um, the actual election is until April the 4th on uh, the final four for NCAA basketball. So, yeah. Stinks. Yeah. And he should get in. But the finalists were uh, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and uh, Kevin Garnett. All three of those should get in. They should be shoo-ins, honestly. There shouldn't even be a debate on who should get in. Yeah, th- those guys should all be shoo-ins. Yeah, especially Kevin Garnett. He has the Hall of Fame numbers. The dude has the Hall of Fame numbers. So, yeah, he should be able to get in. There shouldn't be even a debate. Kobe Bryant should definitely get in because he does have the Hall of Fame numbers and the guy recently passed away just recently. I know it's kind of a little too soon, but, yeah, he did. Yeah, um, I mean, if they don't vote him in, that's pretty douchey on that part. And Tim Duncan has the Hall of Fame numbers too, so all three of those guys should be able to get in. There shouldn't be a debate on all three of them should get in this year and on this ballot. So, any other Bruins news? I mean, not Bruins, uh, Celtics news. No. All right, let's go on the Notre Dame football news. Let's see. Not a lot has gone on. Mainly just like the dog days of winter a little bit too. So, like, not a lot of news has gone on. Spring ball is about to show up a little – is about to show up soon, so – there is news, though. Um, Bruins are, I mean, not, um, Nerdame is uh, expected to hire Mike Mickens as the new cornerbacks coach. So good. So he was a coach. Uh, he coached at a Cincinnati defensive uh, assistant, at Indiana State defensive assistant, um, to um, Idaho as a cornerbacks coach. Bowling Green as a cornerbacks coach, and then last two seasons he's been back at Cincinnati as a cornerbacks coach. So he's coming here to Notre Dame as a or the cornerbacks coach, as in cornerbacks, as in basically yeah, cornerbacks on defense, not quarterbacks. That's offense. That's why I'm trying. I was trying to say cornerbacks, like as in in the corner. Yeah, on defense. Yes. So, not a lot. Spring ball is coming, so it's kind of like preseason for Notre Dame football, but they're basically facing each other like scrimmages and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, not a lot other news for Notre Dame football except that. Not a lot of recruiting signings. We did go over the schedule last week, but that's basically just about it. Not a lot of news. So, all right. So let's get into Patriots news. Not a lot either because, yeah, just the way the offseason hasn't really started yet. Free agency starts in March the 12th. So, and more rumors are coming about Tom Brady's possible not coming back to New England, according to people like ESPN and Fox Sports. Yeah, he's already gone. He's going to go over to the Raiders. Like, I saw a report that he is – the Raiders are expected to offer him a contract that could be more, but I don't know. I really don't see it. I really don't see Brady leaving. I will believe it when it shows up on my ticker on my phone saying that he is not coming back. Until then, I am still. I still have belief that the guy is coming back from Patriots. He could retire. I feel, feel like the only way he will um, he will uh, leave is probably retirement. I, I really don't see it. I mean, seriously. I feel like, um, yeah, but we don't know yet. These are all just rumors and speculations, but I'm just getting sick to the point. I'm tired of it. That's the only thing I'm fucking seeing on my phone. It's just, it's just re- unreal. Yeah. It just – Dumb and stupid, and I would like it if they all shut up. Yeah. All right, so Red Sox news. Yeah. 
Pitchers and catchers reported today. Yeah. Yeah, they reported today. Or not reported today. Um, Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. So, all right. So, news that went down on Sunday. So, the Mookie Betts treat deal has been reconfigured. So, the Dodgers and the Red Sox agreed to a deal. The Dodgers would get Mookie Betts, David Price, and cash consideration was like $48 million. Um, and the Red Sox would get, as planned, Verdugo, but added uh, Jeter Downs and uh, catcher Connor Wong. Yeah. So, so that's about it for the deal. So it is now a done deal now. Yeah, and Mookie is now gone. In the press interview that they had with the Dodgers, it kind of almost looked like Mookie, like Kyle almost didn't want to, yeah. So, yeah. He did say that, like, you know what, I want to be in Boston, but I know it's a business, and, yeah, you got to roll with the business and stuff like that. So, David Price looked happy in this press conference, and that was the first time he's ever looked happy in, like, since literally five years, almost five years, four or five years that was December the December 2015 when he actually signed with the Red Sox. That press conference, wow, he hasn't really smiled in a Red Sox uniform since then. Wow, <laughs> I think it's a joke. I feel like with all the stuff he did in Boston, like the locker room issues, dealing with the media, and then yeah, kind of like the Eckersley's incident on the plane, and how like basically he was kind of getting it from the fans too. I mean, seriously, even when he finally did win in 2018 and finally said, like, now I have the Trump card, he still kind of looked angry. Like, it was kind of like F everybody and stuff like that. Yeah. So, what I am excited about for Dugo, I am excited that uh, he is a Red Sox fan. He grew up a Red Sox fan. He, he was a Red Sox fan and a Do- or a, not Diamondbacks fan. So, like, that's pretty good. Um, although... He is battling with back problems, so he might not be on the opening day roster on opening day. So, uh, not good. Yeah. I mean, I'm still would like, I still welcome him to Boston and still hope he does well here, but he's no Mookie Betts. And I feel like we kind of did lose in this trade. We gave up probably our best franchise player for, yeah, basically. Although if Verdugo is going to go down this uh, um, before opening day with the injury, it will be known that the Red Sox did go out and did get signed somebody. You might all remember this dude. He used to play for the Blue Jays. Um, that's right. Outfielder, center fielder, Kevin Pillar, who was with the Giants. So he decided – let me see the deal. Um, it was like a one-year – or something million dollar deal. So yeah, at least if it's here for one year, yeah, he really won. Yeah, seriously, he is a really good bat. He's a really good defensive outfielder too. Heck, you know why he's a good defensive outfielder? Because every time, especially in 2016, when the Red Sox were like getting carved up in some of these games, which they eventually did get a base hit eventually, but still, there were times where like it's very well hit in the center field. And oh my word, this is gonna be it. This is gonna be the this is gonna be the one. This is gonna be the hit that's going to end the no-hitter. Nope, Kevin Pilar makes a defensive play, and that's why I kind of almost hated the dude. Especially when he was on the blue chase. He was just that good and just yeah, you never thought like somebody that short and a little bit um kind of stocky would be that good of a defensive outfielder. It just blows my mind, and that's what kind of got me angry because on a given day, that is a base hit. If you don't know me, I hate when my team go gets carved up one, two, three. It's embarrassing, especially in today's Twitter and uh, social media space where, like, if we get no hit once, this is where everybody's reaction, especially Yankees fan. Oh, no, well, the Red Sox offense really does stink. <laughs> it's one bad game where the offense didn't show up. God, you're acting like this is the 10 million game that we never scored a base hit. And like, this is the 100, it's been a 100 years since we haven't scored a base hit. Shut up. 
Vegas fans are awful, especially on social media. It's one bad game. And still, there have been teams that have been no hit and still go on to win the World Series in the end. Yeah, it's still possible. It is one bad game where the offense just, which in especially MLB baseball, you are entitled to have a bad game, especially in like any level of baseball, you're entitled to have a bad game once in a while. That's just the nature of it. Yeah, seriously, it's just these social media trolls. I mean, that's kind of the reason where, yes, social media is good because it connects with everybody and stuff like that. But at the same time, there are some bad stuff about it too. Just, uh, yeah. All right. Chris Sale almost battled with a, a mild case of uh, pneumonia. And uh, Ron Renneke also said, like, this could have been a lot worse than we thought, yeah. Which, by the way, <clears throat> um, they did name Ron Renneke the interim manager in due respect to the point where, like, the Red Sox still are under investigation for the whole cheating scandal, which they said they were going to say something about it on uh, spring training, the beginning of spring training. But nothing's come up, and now they moved it to the end of the month. I wonder if they really have are just trying to stall it because they want to find something or, yeah, just if there isn't anything to find, then just end the investigation. Just say that they really didn't cheat because, really, you're just stalling the fact where, like, you're trying to find something. Seriously, just keep digging. You're not going to find anything. And even Red Sox players are kind of saying, yeah, saying we're innocent. We didn't do anything. Yeah, seriously, keep digging. You're not going to find anything. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about fantasy sports and stuff like that and get into a little bit of college baseball too and like my favorite teams and wishing them luck this uh, upcoming or well, season that's already starting to progress so far. So don't go anywhere. Bye. All right. We are back and start off with, let's get into a, uh, Fancy sports on what I'm doing on Yahoo. No free ads, by the way. So, going to Average Joe's NBA team. So, seems that currently right now, well, actually last week, let's call him the last week. So, I lost to QBK's 13th notable team, 6-3. And now, for this week and possibly next week, because it is the NBA All-Star Week this week, um, average Joe's team is beating uh Kevin Kevin's expert team, uh, which is probably the worst team in our league right now. Yeah, so we should I should be able to win this game, but nothing's guaranteed. Um, I'm winning this game or uh, this week or week 17 and week 18, six to three. So awesome! So good by there, and I am currently. Still eighth place in my league behind Smile and Wave Boys. And the best league right now, my uh, or best team in my league is Hallie Luca at number one. So, ugh, man, these are some weird names. All right. All right. So, for my NHL team, the NHL fantasy team, the Channel 4 News team, let's see, last week, I am, I lost to Wrecking Crew's team, which at that point was uh, the best team in the league, seven to two. And currently, right now, I'm losing to Scott Stale's team, seven to two. Man, and we're kind of been on a skid a little bit. Yeah, and I only have like uh, 16 games left of this week. We got to pick it up. All right, and I am currently sixth place, so I'm still in the playoff hunt. But let's see. If the guy behind me, which it doesn't look like he is, wins, somehow wins, and miraculously wins uh, by the end of the week, then I am going to go back into uh, the loser's bracket um, playoff picture. All right now, let's see how uh, the other team is doing in front of me. 
so maybe I could possibly gain ground. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure. But still, yeah, not good this week. Uh, seven to two. Ugh. Not great. And the best team in our league is, uh, as I said, still Wrecking Crew. All right, now uh, college or uh, baseball um, fantasy has returned. And let me get into the story about this. Um, so I was going to do one team, and that was the Royal Rooters. But I didn't know you can do this. You can actually uh, set a time or pick a time to want to draft in a particular day, and they'll set you up with a league to do that. But I didn't know you could do that, and then I set it for – 4.30 p.m. on February the 6th on a Thursday. So, which I was working, so I really couldn't do it. So, it had auto draft, and I hate auto draft. It just, it does, like, I am kind of picky of how I pick my team. So, how about that? So, I decided to start six teams. Yes, six teams. Which I can do that. That is an American. It is a free country. Yeah, seriously. People are entitled to do stuff like that. All right, so anyway, so I'll go over them. Um, let's go over first the Royal Rooters team. Um, so at catcher, I got Sean Murphy of the Oakland Athletics. At first baseman, I got, ooh, man, that's deep. Ah, got it. That away, Quincy. So watching the game and recording a podcast at the same time. All right. So at first base, I got Paul Goldschmidt of the St. Louis Cardinals. Second baseman, Glaber Torres of the New York Yankees. Third baseman, Chris Bryant of the Cubs. Shortstop, Garrett Hampson of the Colorado Rockies. Outfielder, Mike Trout. And this is the team that auto-draft for me. So I'm not saying I'm picking these guys. I just – well – I'm kind of glad I have some of these guys, but if you don't hear any Red Sox on this team, just let you know it wasn't really my fault. The Isle draft did it all. So anyway, at outfield, one of the outfielders, Mike Trout, outfielder Aaron Judge of the New – or actually Mike Trout of the Angels, Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees, and Joey Gallo of the Texas Rangers are all outfielders. In utility, guys, I got Jeff McNeil of the New York Mets and Javier Baez of the Cubs. And then pitchers, starting pitchers, I got Tor Corey Kluber of the Texas Rangers and Donaldson Lament of the San Diego Padres. And then relief pitchers, uh, Carlos Carrasco of the Indians and uh, Ken Giles of the Toronto Blue Jays. And then extra pitchers, Kyle Hendricks of the Cubs, Hansel Robes as of the Angels. Mike Miner of the Texas Rangers and Lance McCullers of the Houston Astros. And then bench players, I got uh, Eric Hosmer of the Padres, uh, Nomar Mazzara of the Chicago White Sox, Francisco Mejia of the Padres, and Joe Berti of the Miami Marlins. And then bench pitcher, I got a uh, Brandon McKay of the Tampa Bay Rays. So that's the Royal Rooters team. We start play on opening day against Metro's team. Oh. So, yeah. All right, so go over to Peta Griffin's team. And the reason I called it the Peta Griffin's team is, you know, the character on Family Guy, Peta Griffin? I'm trying to say it in a New England accent. Peta, Peta. Yes, this is Peta Griffin. All right, so what I got a catcher, I got a JT Romuto. Um, and this is the one I did myself, so it is an all draft. Um, first base, Trey Mancini. Second baseman, Mike Moustakis. Third baseman, Danny Santana of the Texas Rangers. All right, hold on. Go over it again. Uh, JD Romuto at catcher for the Philadelphia Phillies. First baseman, Trey Mancini of the Baltimore Orioles. Second baseman, Mike Moustakas of the Cincinnati Reds. Third baseman, Danny Santana of the Texas Rangers. Shortstops, Xander Bogarts of our Boston Red Sox. Outfielders, 
Mookie Betts of the now LA Dodgers. This was before he got traded. I did this trade or uh, made this team. Uh, JD Martinez, the Boston Red Sox and Luis Jimenez of the Chicago White Sox. All my outfielders, uh, utility guys. I got Corey uh, Seager of the LA Dodgers and, uh, Kyle Schwarber of the Chicago Cubs. And then, uh, pitchers. I got, uh, Tyler Glasnow, the Rays, Eduardo Rodriguez of the Red Sox, Brand Han of the Cleveland Indians, Frankie Montez of the Oakland Athletics, Robbie Ray of the Diamondbacks, Sean Manaya of the Oakland A's, the guy who last no hit the Red Sox, so 2018, Joey Lachesi of the Padres, and Marcus Stroman of the New York Mets. And then bench players, I got a catcher, Yadier Molina of the Cardinals, Michael Chavis of the Red Sox, and Justin Upton of the LA Angels. And then bench uh, pitchers, I got Ross Tripling of the LA Dodgers. Well, now LA – yeah, LA Dodgers now. Yeah, so yeah, that trade didn't go through. All right. I was talking about a different trade that the Dodgers supposedly tried to make. <laughs> All right, so Bleacher 41. Oh, hold on. Yep, let, lip, 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 bleep, bleep. <laughs> All right, so uh, we start opening play. This team starts opening day against Taco Bur- Tacos Burritos team. Weird names. And a weird system. How I'm doing it. All right, so Bleacher 41, that was the section when I went to Fenway Park in 2016 and watched a game against the Red Sox, which they won 11-7 against the Giants. So that was the section I was in, Bleacher 41. And, yeah, I used the as my uh, emoji or a, something like a avatar picture or pic, something like that, as the picture I took uh, while I was sitting in my seat at Fenway overlooking the field and stuff like that. So it was pretty neat. All right. So at catcher, I got Mitch Garver of the Twins. First baseman, DJ LeMahieu of the Yankees. Second baseman, Max Muncy of the Dodgers. Third baseman, Manny Machado of the Padres. Shortstop Trey or shortstop Trevor Story of the Colorado Rockies. I played with a Trevor Story in Hardland. Yeah, but this is a different spelling and stuff like that. All right, outfielders, Andrew Benatendi of the Red Sox, Max Kepler of the Twins, and uh, Malik Smith of the Mariners. And then relief, or uh, utility guys, I have Jose Abreu of the White Sox and Willie Calhoun of the Texas Rangers. And then starting pitchers, I got Max Scherzer of the Washington Nationals and uh, Luis Severino of the New York Yankees. And then relief pitchers, I got uh, Carlos Carrasco of the Indians and uh, Edwin Diaz of the Mets. Then extra pitchers, I got Alex Colome, Alex Colome of the White Sox, Mike Miles Mikolos of the Cardinals, Carson Smith of the Marlins, and Joey Lasessi of the Padres. And then bench players, I got. Outfielder Jackie Bradley Jr., uh, catcher and first baseman Travis Darno, uh, first baseman Daniel Murphy of the Colorado Rockies. So yeah, Darno of the uh, Braves, and then uh, J.D. Davis of the my New York Mets, third baseman and outfielder. And then I got starting pitcher and relief pitcher Ross Stripling of the L.A. Dodgers. And then we play our first game on opening day against Milwaukee's best. All right. Next team is Poppy's the Goat. And the reason I call this is because this is my favorite. This is my favorite player growing up. I want to honor the dude by naming a team after him. And yeah, he is the goat. Yes, he's better. And I got the witness in play. All right. At catcher, I got Yasmani Grandal of the Chicago White Sox. First baseman, Anthony Rizzo of the Cubs. Second baseman, Jonathan Villar of the Miami Marlins. Third baseman, Gio Gio Urshela of the New York Yankees. 
Shortstop Tim Anderson of the White Sox. Outfielders Andrew Benintendi of the Red Sox. Ramon Laranato of the Athletics. And then uh, Alex Verdugo of the, or the Red Sox. And then utility guys, I got Shohei Otani of the Angels. And then Oscar Mercado of the Indians. Starting pitchers, I got Garrett Cole of the Yankees. And uh, Chris Sale of the Red Sox. And then uh, relief pitchers, I got uh, Rochelle, Razel, Rafael Iglesias of the Cincinnati Reds. And then uh, um, Carlos Carrasco of the Indians. And then extra pitchers, I got Lance McCullers Jr. of the Astros, Luke Weaver of the or the Diamondbacks, Marcus Stroman of the Mets, and Mark Melanson of the Braves. All right, bench players, I got catcher uh, Jorge Alfrega Alfaro of the Miami Marlins, Jack Peterson of the Diamondbacks, first baseman and outfielder, J.D. Davis of the Mets, third baseman and outfielder, and second baseman, shortstop, and outfielder of the Boston Red Sox, Jose, Jose Peraza. And then for bench pitcher, I got a starting pitcher, uh, Anibal Sanchez. Yeah. All right, so here we go. So, huh, this is another you know, weird, yeah. All right, so we play against uh, let our opening day, we play against uh, – let P in team. So, all right. And then next I have uh, the starting nine uh, team, which I named it at the Barstool MLB podcast, uh, starting nine. So pretty neat. All right. At a uh, catcher, I got Gary Sanchez of the Yankees. First baseman, Max Muncy of the Dodgers. Second baseman, Mark Moustakis of the Reds. Third baseman, Edgar or uh, Eduardo Escobar of the um, Arizona Diamondbacks. Shortstop D.D. Gorius of the Phillies. Outfielders Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves. Trey Mancini of the Orioles. And uh, Artitis and Quinto of the Cincinnati Reds. That's the new Cincinnati Reds outfielder. And then utility guys, Willie Colon, Willie or Willie Calhoun of the Rangers and Rognet Ordor of the Texas Rangers. Then starting pitchers, I got Shane Beaver of the Cleveland Indians and then <clears throat> Luis Castillo of the Cincinnati Reds. <clears throat> and then relief pitchers, I got a uh, um, a Chapman of the Yankees. And then uh, Edwin Diaz in the New York Mets. And then other guys, I got uh, first starting or uh, pitchers. I got Craig Kimbrell of the Cubs, Hansel Robles of the Angels, Sean Doolittle of the Nationals, and Giovanni or Giovanni Galagasco of the St. Louis Cardinals. That was a weird name. Get back. And then bench guys, I got a want or a Jan Gomes of the Nationals catcher, Howie Kendrick of the Washington Nationals first baseman, second baseman, third baseman. All right, Hanser Alberto of the Baltimore Orioles second baseman, third baseman, and then Will Myers of the Padres first baseman and outfielder. And then for bench player or bench pitcher, I got a. Yanni Torrio, so the Tampa Bay Rays starting pitcher and relief pitcher. All right. Our first game is opening day against the Reds. And the, he used it as a Red Sox. Wow. Yeah. All right. And then last team, and yes, this will be the end of the – yeah. So it seems that – uh. I named this team Section 10 after the inspiration for this podcast, um, Section 10 podcast, the Red Sox Barstool podcast I listen to. And then here we are. So at catcher, Christian Vasquez of the Red Sox, first baseman, Anthony Rizzo of the Cubs, second baseman, Mark Moustakis of the Reds, 
Third baseman, Josh Donaldson of the Twins. Shortstop, Tim Anderson of the White Sox. Outfielders, Mookie Betts of the Dodgers. Jackie Bradley Jr. of the Red Sox. And Michael and Michael Conforto of the Mets. And then utility guys, I got Jose Peraza of the Red Sox. And uh, Lorenzo Kane of the Milwaukee Brewers. <clears throat> All right, starting pitchers, I got... Uh, uh, Mike Clevenger of the Indians and Patrick Corbin of the Washington Nationals. And then relief pitchers, I got Kenley Jansen of the Dodgers and uh, Craig Kimbrell of the Cubs. And then other pitchers, I got uh, Max Fried of the Braves, David Price of the Dodgers, and uh, Andrew, Andrew Henney of the Angels, and then Joe Kelly of the Dodgers. Washing machine went off, or what dryer went off. All right. Bench players, I got a Didi DeGorius of the Phillies, shortstop catcher, Buster Posey of the Giants, Michael Chavis, first baseman and second baseman of the Red Sox, and then uh, Asalas Garcia is of the or the Milwaukee Brewers outfielder, and then uh. Um, for bench pitcher, I have uh, Dustin May of the Dodgers. So, all right. So we start play, or they start play against um, Mike's team on opening tape. All right. And that will do it. Thanks for staying with me for this long. I knew that was kind of a little boring, but you know what? So no college football and no football to talk of. So, yeah. All right, that'll do it. So, all right. So, when we take a quick break, we'll come back. We'll talk about college football or college baseball. And I want to get into uh, also the XFL too, in my opinion too. Um. So, all right. So don't go anywhere, guys. Bye. All right, we are back, and uh, the wrap to show up. Um, I want to get into a little bit of the XFL. So, um, Vince McMahon, you know of a uh, WWE ownership has decided to start a football league called the XFL, which is kind of like basically kind of like a there's football when football, actual football hasn't really started. And uh, I feel like there have been some good positivities and maybe some negativities too. Like go to the point where like uh, it is kind of fun to kind of watch some football, but at the same time, yeah, it's not really football. Stuff like that. And these guys are not making a lot and like they're not a lot of athletics. But what do you expect? This isn't this isn't supposed to be like the NFL at all. And that's okay. But I could see where this league could collapse and stuff like that. And I could probably see, I would probably give it a year, maybe, and then shit's gonna go down. So yeah. I don't know, but I could be wrong on that too. I hope this kind of does stay a little bit. So it is kind of like it's just a way of watching football without any uh, football to be on, actual football to be on. So I would say I wouldn't really root for anybody, but if I had a root for somebody, I kind of do like the St. Louis Battlehawks logo. This kind of looks pretty cool. Looks legit. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. But, Yeah. Games are on Saturday, so it isn't on Sunday. So, yeah. So that's kind of a little bit my take or how I feel about it. I don't expect a lot to be out of it. And they're using this as kind of like a testing for some of the new rules in the NFL and stuff like that, what they need to go. So it's kind of like a guinea pig league is what you're trying to say. Or like they're using them as a guinea pig for like using making new rules and stuff like that. So I don't mind. Yeah. All right, let's get into college baseball. So you saw last night I tweeted for the page of D1 college baseball scores, or at least some of them, last night. And I am kind of good that college baseball is back since pro or MLB is about to start up and like spring training is just starting to start up. So we won't be playing a lot of games up until then. So it is kind of neat to kind of see college baseball and like and knowing me I uh manage college baseball 
or at least kind of helped out with college baseball for uh, five years of my life. And so I kind of get the camaraderie. It's like it's where some of the clubhouses in MLB are kind of like have their divisions and their cliques. I don't think you'll see a lot in uh, college baseball. I feel like a lot of these guys are in it together as a bro- as a brotherhood, as a camaraderie, and it just it just uh it gives you a little bit of a taste of what possibly pro baseball might like, although being amateur too. So it is kind of neat. Yeah. Well, like you have your starters, you have your uh, bench players. They still use the DH, which is neat. They don't let their pitchers hit. That's good. Yeah, that's why I like. All right. So I'm going to go over like who my favorite uh, pro teams are or not uh, college teams are or who I want to follow um, or want you guys to follow or suggest what you guys should follow. Um, one of them is the team I'm watching now for D- NCAA D1 baseball. It's Wright State, um, which is a school in Ohio. And like they have been really consistent all year. They keep consistent winning their uh, conference and making it into the NCAA um, regionals and stuff like that in the playoffs. They don't go as far in the postseason, but it is kind of neat to just get in it and be one of those teams that just keeps like a little bit like Gonzaga, but in a way kind of, yeah. And the reason I also cheer for this team too, because my former coach from Heartland is now one of these um, assistant coaches at uh, Wright State. So one of the head assistants and head recruiting coordinator there. Recruiting coordinator. So, yeah. So, I think I, I'm trying to pick him out in this game. Try He should be on third base, like coaching third base too. So, it's pretty neat. So, I like them as my D1 team, NCAA D1 team. And then for NCAA D2 team, um, I would pick Central Missouri. They're a school in Missouri. They're a school in Missouri. They're a school in Missouri. <laughs> Let's see where they're at, Missouri. Um, Wright State, as I maybe if I didn't get to mention them, um, is in uh, Dayton, Ohio. And the reason why it's called Wright State is because um, they, it's uh, where the Wright brothers are from. Although they're uh, not called the uh, – Flyers like that, like the Dayton team. They are called uh, the Raiders, but they have a dog as a mascot. Woof, woof, a husky. Yeah. All right, so here we are. Going back to uh, Central Missouri. They're in uh, Warrensburg, Missouri, located in Warrensburg, Missouri, and their mascot is the Mules or the Jennies for the women's sports. So, Yeah. So their team is basically they won a couple of national titles, D two national titles. So they are consistent and stuff like that. And they have that program too, kind of like Wright State and Heartland, too, where like they are just consistent and like they expect nothing but uh just championship and stuff like that. Um, so um they started their season right now, and so is Wright State. I'm playing or um let's see what their record for. Wright State is 0-1, so I'm probably going to be 0-2 after this game. Which is still time. They still got time to figure stuff out. Um, let's – all right, so – all right, so Central Missouri is 5-2, and two, and uh, they're playing uh, University of Mary uh, this weekend. So I think they're, they're playing them right now. I'm not really sure what the score is. I'll have to look it up. We'll get to you just in a second with the scores of Central Missouri. All right, so they are playing – Central Missouri or uh, playing University of Miz- or University of Mary twice today a doubleheader. Yeah, two games in the same day. Don't know that. And they won against uh, Mary. Took game one five to four. So now they're six and two. All right, awesome, awesome sauce. And the reason I also cheer for them too because I had a couple guys and a former assistant coach uh, go there and stuff like that and play and coach. There, so have some buddies there, connections too. So, very good D two program. 
All right, so that's my D2 team. So they're 6-2. and two. And then UMass Boston is my uh, favorite uh, – oh, here we go. All right, UMass Boston is my favorite NCAA D3 team. And they haven't played any games yet. They won't play until like probably in two weeks from now. So they won't start their season until two weeks from now. So, And they play Suffolk University. So the reason I like UMass Boston because, A, they're in Boston. And two, yeah, they did make the D- Division III, NCAA D- Division III World Series last year. They didn't win it, but they made it. So, And also, they do their baseball field, their left field, Looks exactly like Fen- or uh, looks like the Green Monster at Fenway Park, so it's pretty neat. I like it how they did that. That's kind of the, what sold me too. So, all right, you sold me as being a fan. All right, all right. So, no scores to report there. All right. Let's see, next team is NAIA Tennessee Wesleyan, and uh, the reason NAIA is basically like private. They're like four year schools, but they're not affiliated with the NCAA, like their uh, private Christian schools and stuff like that. And Tennessee Wesleyan at, is uh, my favorite NAIA school. They have one. They are defending NAIA national champions from last year. Had a couple of buddies who are on that team too that uh, we try, we'll try to get on to. So, yeah, they also won a national title. So that's the reason why I still like them or like them. They are 4-0. They didn't play last weekend because their games got called. But they're 4-0. Yeah, so undefeated. And I'm trying to see if they're ranked. They should be ranked if they're – yeah, here we are. Oh, crap. Hold on, I'm going to get it for you. the scores here we are let's see uh, sorry guys we're trying to find it So, they're losing to Indiana Tech 11 to 1, or not 11 to 1, 8 to nothing. So, ugh, not good. Getting one hit, too. Ugh, not good for the defending national champs. All right. Well, at least if that was going to be their first loss. So, all right, so they have one today and then one tomorrow. Ugh, not good. All right, so they would be four and one if, yeah. So, yeah. For, uh, let's see, Juco schools, Juco D1 schools, I have a team for D1 called uh, the Florida Southwestern team. Um. Which is uh, basically a school in uh, Southwest or um, Florida Southwestern, and then uh, so I have a buddy that's uh, assistant coach there, 
who was one of the guys from uh, Tennessee Wesleyan. And right now, not sure if they're winning or losing. That's two to one. Well, the score is two to one, but I'm not really sure who's winning. Kopi, I'm not really sure. It's weird. Yeah. All right, so they're in the process of their game against uh, St. John's River State College. And so I kind of like the support. Their name, their team name is the Buccaneers. The other two teams, um, UMass Boston is the Beacons and Tennessee Wesleyan is the Bulldogs. But uh, Florida Southwestern is uh, the Be- or the Buccaneers. And they are 5-8 and eight in the season. So pretty decent, pretty decent. Uh, they did start their season in January, though, the 28th. So that week of the Super Bowl. So they're just in process of their season. I mean, being down in Florida, I mean, you would have to, like, start your season pretty early. I would. All right, so, and then, um, let's see. I'll do it, like, and also the reason I also like it, too, is that I didn't kind of want to give it away, but I'm going to have to give it away anyway. Um, their field used to be the old Red Sox spring training camp or spring training field. So, yeah, pretty legit. Yeah. Awesome. All right. For NCAA Division Two or a NJCAA Division Two, I'm going with the, my old mater and my old team, the Heartland Hawks, located in Heartland. Um, and then they haven't played yet. They won't play until, uh, yeah, they won't play until, uh, February the 27th. So two weeks from now. All right. Awesome. All right. So, um, now, yeah, so no scores to report there. All right. So I know I got, all right. So. Nothing to report there. And then Tyler Junior College, which is a school, which is an NJC Division Three school. And they're kind of like one of those national champion teams, too. Like, they're kind of like have won a few in the century or um, just recently in this de- past decade. So, let's see. They have already started playing games. And... They are seven and four, and they uh, play today and won their game ten to nothing in six innings against Cauldron College at home. So awesome, awesome. So seven and four. They won't play again until Monday against Angela Angela College at Angel or in uh, Lubin, Texas. So all right. So good. So awesome there. So, and their team is called the Apaches. Apaches. See where they located. Doesn't get me. All right. So all I want to say is good luck to those teams that I just mentioned. And then uh, have a good, yeah, have a like awesome season so far. So, all right. So, Feel like that about do it for everything. Yeah, thank you. So good luck to Wright State, the Wright State Raiders on their D1 season, NCAA D1 season. Um, the Central Missouri Mules on their uh, division or uh, NCAA D2 season. The UMass Boston Beacons on their uh season NCAA division free season and then the NAIA um Tennessee Wesleyan defending and NAIA national champion Tennessee Wesleyan on their quest to repeat as champions then Florida Southwestern on their NJCA D1 um the uh, season the Harlan Hawks on their NCAA NJCA division 2 season and then the Tyler Junior College, um, 
Apaches on their uh, D2 season. All right. So I feel like that about do it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share. Can do on love. Uh, subscribe, rate and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at Podcast Royal. And then follow my uh, Twitter page at junkyarddog underscore 92. And then follow the tw- our Instagram page at Royal Rooters 1992. And then follow the show on Twitter, on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcast from. Doesn't matter what. Else. And with that being said, I feel like that about do it. See you guys. Manana. Raise a cup up for all my day ones. Two middle fingers for the haters. Let's only get in greater. Straight up from nothing we go. And it's a feeling that I can't explain How you make it in your team still stay the same Stay down from the jump and they never change Man, it's a moment I could never trade Yeah, I told my moms not to stress no more Go hit the Bentley store And no credit card debts no more I bought the crib and it's an escrow now So you don't never have to worry about how you gon' pay rent no more I put my team in position, now they making a killing Stacking blue faces straight to the ceiling Out in Vegas, I'm with them ordering bottles of the Ace when they sit them Till it ain't enough space up on the table to fit them Go ahead and Have a toss of success. No looking back from here, no more being broken, distressed. I put my heart into this game like I open my chest. We only pray for more M's while you hope for the best. We make these plays, man, I'm finessing these checks. Time's up for everybody, I'm collecting old debts. And I swear the champagne just tastes better on jets. I'm just out here being great, man, this is real as it gets. I put my team in position, now they making a killing. Stacking blue faces straight to the ceiling. Out in Vegas, I'm with them, ordering bottles of the ace when they send them. Till it ain't enough space up on the table to fit them. Go ahead and cup up for all my day ones. Two middle fingers for the haters. Let's only get in greater. Straight up from nothing we go.
you still here? It's over. Go home. Go home. Get, get off you. Go. Oh.